Hello and welcome to Dimensions of Imagination, an yeah. anthology TV podcast. I didn't know if I was going to have to say nah. it again. You look like you are going to skip it. I, my brain just shut off for a second there. This is uh, our big old 10th episode. Yeah, I'm Joey and with me is Jackie as always. Hello. Well, your name's not Jackie as always, but you're always <laughs> I am always Jackie and I am <clears throat> always on the show. We're currently doing Black Mirror as our, uh, our episodes right now. Excuse me. And uh seems kind of fitting because it feels like we just uh, ended a Black Mirror episode in real life. Right, because we're recording this on um, Wednesday, January 20th, which um, of 2021, which is the day of now President Biden's um, inauguration. inauguration. So, yeah, it feels like, well, maybe we haven't gotten quite to the end of the Black Mirror episode in real life, but right. it feels like this is the last act or the beginning of a new one. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so this week we are doing Black Mirror season three, episode five, which is called Men Against Fire. Yeah. And it was originally released um, October 21st of 2016. So five, four. Four years ago, five years ago. So this is one of the Netflix era yes, ones. Yes, it was from uh, after Netflix took it over. Written by uh, series creator Charlie Brooker. It is Brooker, okay. Yes, I got it wrong. Um, I do have some, some fun trivia I learned about him while researching for this episode. Okay. Um, his parents were fans of Bewitched, the sitcom where, the, you know, mm-hmm. like... The Witch. The Witch, and she twinkles her nose. Tabitha, yeah. Yep. And they named him Charlton after the character Charlton Rolnick Jr. from the episode Bewitched Tabitha's First Day at School. <laughs> wow, that's very specific. I don't know uh, that. Yeah. And they also named his sister Samantha, because the main character's name is Samantha. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah, Tabitha is the mom. her family cat is Tabitha, and their yeah. family cat, Tabitha, Tabitha was the daughter that they have. Oh, uh, okay. Tabitha was the mother-in-law or so whatever, uh yeah apparently huh. they really liked bewitched because they named everybody in the family after wow characters. okay directed by uh jacob verbruggen yeah i have no idea if i said that right sorry jacob um he directed interestingly an episode of the new reboot of the twilight zone um called six degrees of freedom it was in season two okay i don't remember that one has ethan Embry in it yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the one where they keep changing bodies or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Yeah, and he has lots of TV on his resume. Now we had a we had a really large cast listed, but oh, I... Just, just hit the main ones. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about our the five that I thought were worth mentioning. We have Malachi Kirby starring as Stripe Koinangi. I don't know. Again, sorry. Mm. Um... Well, so Stripe is his nickname. They right? call him Stripe, get, yeah. Yeah. Um, throughout the whole episode, and notably, I found out that he played Kunta Kinte on the 2016 reboot of Roots. Okay, I didn't even know they rebooted. Roots. I didn't either, but he is. I think that's like the main character. Mm-hmm. And um, he was on the TV series Curfew, which I think is British in 2019, and the TV series Devil in 2020. Those were other notable roles okay. of his. We have Madeline Brewer as Hunter Raymond, and um, she was in Handmaid's Tale, but um, notably, she's in the first season of Orange is the New Black. Okay. So she plays the girl who wears her hair in cornrows all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. is she only in the first season? Yeah, she, her character passes away. Oh, yeah. From, uh, she's like the tough overdose. girl that, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, 
which the whole time she was on the screen, I was like, I know who she is. Yeah, that's, that's what I recognized her from. Um, but she, interestingly enough, has expressed the desire that she wants to play Batgirl in a film. Hmm. So maybe wow. we'll see her on screen. Very like specific. That. Um, <clears throat> so then we have Ariane or Ariane Labed. I'm sorry, I'm probably t- terrible with these names. So it's okay. You know, you guys can email us and tell us that I can't pronounce anything. As Medina, and Medina is like, um, I got the impression that she was Mal- uh, Stripe and Hunter's, like... Wait, this is... No. Ariana Labed is Katarina. Oh, right. Medina. Okay, yeah. Katarina is um, a character we'll get into in the um, recap, but she is a roach, so just keep okay. that in mind. Um, so she's best known for her feature film debut in Attenberg, which I don't think I've ever heard Mm-mm. of. And she won the Volpe Cup for Best Actress for that movie. Um, and she appeared in Helen Edmondson's film Mary Magdalene in 2018. Both films I've not heard of, but that she was really notable. Like there was a lot of stuff about her performances and both being just remarkable. Okay. And then... So, yes... I had said she was Medina, but she's Katerina. Sarah Snook is Medina. Medina is the over, lately, I don't know the ranks of the military, but she's like uh, in charge yeah, of the the, re, the captain or whatever. Captain is, of yeah. the little like unit that, unit they're, in, that yeah. they're part of. Um, she's been in numerous films, um, but most notably she was in Steve Jobs and The Glass Castle. All right, so then we have Michael Kelly and he plays Arquette. Arquette is. He seems to be some sort of like a uh, psychologist, maybe, in this unit. Yeah, or a doctor. I think or... he might be like a CEO or something. Even like he's yeah. It's, it feels like this thing's a company actually. Mm-hmm. That we'll get into it in the <clears throat> thing. But so I thought it was cool since we filmed film i always say film record here out of uh, wilmington north carolina he, he went to college at coastal carolina university in south carolina which is down by um myrtle, myrtle beach, beach. Yeah, so right about an hour half away yeah friend, um, one of my best friend steve went to Carol- coastal he carolina. originally intended to study law but he changed his mind after he took an acting acting elective but he's been in a ton of things, House of Cards, Criminal Minds, Suspect Behavior, Dawn of the Dead films. So I think most people would know him from House of Cards because he's a major role in that. He plays Doug on House gotcha. of Cards. I believe I've that's never, his char- character's I've name. Never seen it. So those are our um, five main people. <clears throat> Obviously, there's splinterings of other people throughout the, the episode, but they're not on it for very long or they don't really have a name. So yeah, those are the five main people we deal with. Okay, so the overall recap is that this whole story that we're being told is kind of through the eyes of this guy Stripe, uh, Quainange. Um, and Stripe is his nickname because they can't pronounce his first name and you don't have it written in the notes. So I don't know. I, I can't remember what it was, but, um, basically it's about, he's, he's a, he's in some sort of military. Okay. And we, we don't define a country or actually where they're at anytime during this um i get the feeling that it's located in some like eastern block country or something like that like uh yeah it seems like like slovenia or something yeah. like that but that's not really important it's meant to be vague um they're deployed somewhere and um we're in the near future uh the technology in this episode is that they have uh sort of like similar to what was in uh the entire history of you they have this 
sort of computer programming in their brain that they have uh, put in and it allows them to have a heads up display without any use of any external technology. Um, They can beam maps to their head. Uh, They can all see where the drone that they're flying is going, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, Call of Duty video game kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of the the technology. All these episodes have some sort of technology aspect to them for for the most part. And we are meant to see them. They are fighting against some force or some creatures or whatever called roaches. Uh, Originally, they kind of make them seem like they're actual like beasts, I guess. And we, we encounter these villagers who have, or are scared of the roaches. And eventually when we encounter the roaches, they kind of look like vampires. Mm-hmm. They're like horribly disfigured humanoid creatures. Um, and we can't hear what they're saying. They're kind of speaking gibberish and all this stuff. And so this whole episode, they go through um, and fight these things. And it's very violent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very... Uh, like there's one point where where Stripe has to actually stab somebody, and it's very, um, I don't know, it's like affecting. It's like mm-hmm. very very graphic. And it's it's clear that like I want to say that these people are programmed to kill, but their main mission is to kill these roaches. It's yeah. not save them. It's not bring them back. It's not yeah. They're not them. arresting them it's, or anything. They're and and it is illegal to harbor these creatures and they're they're meant to be subhuman um Mm -hmm. well eventually uh some things happen (laughs) and they uh they have a bad experience um i guess well they they have this experience at this farmhouse and then we're introduced with some other things like they get rewards by having like erotic dreams put in their head uh, we learned that this is stripes first um kill right he's just i mean he this is early in his military career. He has not killed a roach yet. He hasn't even encountered them. I think this mm-hmm. is his first like deployment. Um, and then we eventually go out on another deployment, and things go awry, and some of this unit gets killed, and it winds up that... Well, I, I missed the important part out of the first part. <laughs> in the farmhouse, one of the roaches has some sort of flashlight-looking thing, and it flashes it in the eyes of Stripe. and It looks like the... Um <clears throat> the mind eraser from men in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, do, it does look like that. And it, it sends some kind of like photographic thing to his head and that puts a glitch in his system. So he starts seeing things he's not supposed to see. Um, at some point he starts smelling things and he's like, I can't remember smelling things. Like he smells the grass and stuff. So it's like affecting his software, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we're not told exactly what all this software does, but um, it it is... Early on, we kind of realized this is not what it seems to be, uh, as is the case a lot with Black Mirror episodes. Um, and they have this mission that goes awry, and he winds up seeing what we're meant to think is the roaches, but they're not showing up as vampires. They're showing up as actual people, and he can hear them, and they're crying for help, and they're mm-hmm. you know, downtrodden people that are kind of broken um, we we discovered that the roaches are the ones making this technology, this flashlight thing that scrambles your your stuff. And he eventually kind of turns against his unit and escapes with some of these roaches. They go to an underground lair. Uh, the unit catches up with him and I guess murders the roaches and he's taken back to base. 
and it, the big reveal is is that um you know that his programming has their programming has told them has shown them the roaches as being subhuman but they're actually humans and it's all just meant to make it easier for them to do their job because if they don't see them as humans um it's easier to kill they them they can kill them um and it's revealed that he when he agreed to do to have this thing mass or whatever it's called uh the software put in his head it erases he has no knowledge that he ever accepted this thing he has no knowledge of kind of his life before or whatever so he doesn't know that he's being tricked that's the whole point of the whole thing because if they knew they were being tricked they wouldn't go along with it presumably and then so he's you know the the veil is lifted and he is given a choice to either um what is it they said that he can either have his brain wiped and like reset his mass reset his mass reset and and he'll forget he won't know that this thing happened Mm -hmm. or be um or he will be forced to rewatch the unedited version of him killing these people over and over again until he goes crazy so it's like a form of torture um and this is where the uh what's the guy's name the arquette arquette the psychologist but also kind of company man gives him this and then in the final scene uh stripe shows up at the house from his dreams and they've programmed him to see this house which is actually a rundown shack to see it as his dream house or whatever and then we're meant to think that he just kind of lives in his own fantasy world there for the rest of his life i guess um Mm -hmm. so that's the the recap Mm -hmm. so this uh, this episode is ranked very low amongst Mm -hmm. um black mirror episodes yeah on all the lists who wrote Um, this one charlie brooker mm mm-hmm um. So I think that people said that they didn't like that it it wasn't um it didn't leave a lot up to the viewer mm-hmm. to figure out um like it was, yeah it's it it's, it wasn't as open <clears throat> to interpretation as some of the other ones it's heavy handed too I mean it, and that plays into that there's not much room for uh, nuance I feel like it. The, the big reveal that oh these these are actually people they're not monsters is revealed too early so it feels like the episode should end there mm-hmm. and it's done that's halfway through the episode when we realize oh these are real right. people and then they kind of try to do this other twist of like well he didn't know about it but that's not as interesting as the initial mm-hmm. twist so it's kind of like a letdown I guess I mean the acting was fine in it um, it's believable it's very much mm-hmm. like a video game though and yeah I think I even said to you while we were watching it like i feel like i'm in halo yeah it's some of the halo scenes, or call of especially duty or, the battle scenes are uh very much like those yeah, movements like, of like you're a soldier but you're watching the other soldiers coming in and out of the field mm-hmm. and that stuff yeah um and there's a lot of uh obviously this is supposed to be kind of a parable to uh nazi germany and mm-hmm. the i think that they're trying to make us see the uh the roaches as Jewish people mm-hmm. in that context. Yeah. Or um, just any they don't come out and say that they're Jewish, but they no. insinuate it. They talk um, about them, their bloodline being impure and like full of disease and yeah, which is stuff that's taken almost directly mm-hmm. out of like Nazi propaganda, you know? Um, yeah. So that, and that's, that's, I mean, that's like kind of the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. 
but it is really heavy handed um, and not that well executed, I guess, in the long run. Um, it's just kind of convoluted. It's not as in, in the best episodes of black mirror, it feels like everything happens for a reason and everything's very calculated. And this mm-hmm. one seems kind of I mean, bloated I guess I at can, times. I can see why people didn't like it. I didn't think it was as terrible as some of the things I've read online. I didn't hate it, but I had seen it before and I had totally, it, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of these other black mirror episodes, it had totally left my brain. I had yeah. no idea that I had ever watched it until yeah. we got about halfway through it. So I don't think I had ever seen it cause I didn't recall any. I of think it. I probably didn't tell you to watch it because I didn't like it very much. You know, mm-hmm. I don't just, I don't hate it. It's so fine. I think out of there's either 23 or 24 episodes and, um, on the list of like, if you rank them all, it only it's like it's like twenty three out of twenty four. Mm-hmm. It's only people only think that the um, Hannah Montana, no, uh, Miley Cyrus. Really, I think is that worse. one's actually pretty good, but um, I think that one gets unfair unfairly judged yeah. because Miley Cyrus is in it. But yeah, so I didn't think that the technology is really interesting because it it is so similar to what we watched last episode, except it's not controlled by the person themselves. It's controlled by something above them. Yeah. It's sort of the dark next step of this, of this memory technology that was in the entire history of you. It's like, Oh yeah, of course the government or, you know, the military would, would warp this to do this with Mm -hmm. it, you know? It's kind of interesting and like, I'm trying to create, uh, this is like a version of a super soldier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and he goes in this long without making them a robot. Yeah. Ar- Arquette, was it Arquette mm-hmm. goes into this long monologue at one point about how soldiers in world war two wouldn't fire their guns cause they didn't want to kill the other person. And so they've edited all that out of the software. You know, it's like they've kind of created this, they taken the morals, I guess, out of the human being. Um, the other thing that kind of it doesn't really matter much to the plot but it's obvious that this is like a company it's not a nation they have a logo that's very like modern and it feels like this is a company that has been hired to fight this war which is probably a more interesting story than this one is Mm -hmm. i think and it's run like a business you know they want to protect their bottom line and and this and that and their whole job they've been hired presumably by some government to uh to you know Eradicate. exterminate yeah. these people it's interesting too because they they are more robot like than they are human because they like have it's weird and i know that the military is very regimented and routine and so some people can say that like they are robot-esque as well mm-hmm. but it's this is even like i think a farther line from that yeah this they, is taking that to the next level this, they is, don't this even, is taking out the personality of the person they're and, um they're rewarded with these erotic dreams. So obviously they're not allowed to have any kind of like intimate relationships because yeah. why would the erotic dream be more yeah. exciting than and there's like a no, physical thing? There is no like attraction between any of the characters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, notably there is like the women and men in this military are treated equally, like yes. very much equally. Like the women are out there fighting. So, um. Yeah, I mean, what else do you have to say about the episode? I just thought it was pretty haunting that, like, um, having to choose between remembering murder or being turned back into the... Uh, I mean, you won't know. They'll erase the memory of you knowing, 
Yeah, it's like choosing, having to choose a lobotomy um, in a way. And they show Stripe before the surgery, and he's got a personality, and he's loud, and he's like joking around and using slang. And you can see that it just turns all that off, like when when they get that. Um, but yeah. So you think that the ending means that like he's just imprisoned in that fantasy life now like well i don't know if it was meant to be like i guess i didn't notice that he had more rank so i guess he goes back to fight but i thought that he went directly from the thing to i thought they just retired him immediately to this thing so that he couldn't cause any problems but i guess if he had more rank on his uniform then i guess he had served his whole tour and then But uh, yeah, I also don't know if they were able to fix the glitch in the in the mass system. So right, well, that's why I think if they didn't fix the glitch, then he didn't never go back into the field. They just mm-hmm. retired him to this house. But yeah, I think that he they leave him at this house, and I think that he's just like kind of imprisoned anyway, just in a dream world that's happy and or happy for him instead of the nightmare of seeing these people die over and over again. Yeah. That's creepy though, because how how does he survive? Like he's walking into a house that's still up. I don't know. That's like a whole. Yeah. Once again, if we thing. ask too many questions, these things fall apart because we don't have that long to tell the stories. You know. <clears throat> so what do you think about the the villagers? Because the villagers don't have this mass system, but they're still scared of the roaches. I think that we're dealing with many generations. This is not something where they just like a war broke out. This is like war broke out a long time ago and this is the residual effects this is generations of them being told to be scared this is like the results of propaganda over decades you know i think so they're scared of them they also don't see them that often so when they do see them i think it's like in the roaches are trying to be covert so i think that they're kind of like shadowy figures anyway because Mm -hmm. they're kind of choosing to attack at night and stuff like that so yeah but it is to the point where the the villagers will throw their food away because they think that it's been actually yeah. contaminated. Like they're treating them as if they are actual roaches. Um, and the fact it is like, I just think another thing is heavy handed is you're calling them roaches. It's like, okay, like that's, that's about the worst thing you can call a human being, you know, is a roach. Um, I think they just kind of went too hard on it, you know, mm-hmm. to make a point. It's a little preachy, I guess. I do think it's believable. I think it's a believable technology. Oh, for sure. It is definitely it's believable. It's believable yeah. that maybe military units would become privatized yep. and be hired. And That is the most believable part about mm-hmm. it, I think, is that this these companies, you know, and we see this with big companies anyway, they're not running the military, but they're making ghoulish decisions that affect human life. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any other thoughts on the ending? I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm too dumb to figure out. You thought he died or something? No, I didn't think he died. I just didn't know if he, if they had put him back into combat or not. Oh yeah. That's the part that I don't know. he doesn't look any older. The only thing that's different is when he, he's in dress uniform and he has all of his medals. But but we, yeah, but how, why would he have all those medals if he hadn't served more? I thought they wouldn't put him back into service because people would recognize him and be like, oh, that's the guy that did that. But I don't know. Once again, we ask too many questions, then it, these things fall apart anyway. So. Yeah. It just seems weird that they drop him off at a dilapidated house and they're not going to keep though. their tabs on him. No, but they, they want to show. I know he doesn't see it as dilapidated, but 
It just didn't make a lot of sense. I think they're trying to make a point of this company has used this person up mm-hmm. and they're just dropping them, jettisoning them, them now, you know? And yeah. Yeah. But um, I thought that part was weird and I thought all the erotic dreams were really weird and I didn't really like that part. But yeah. Well, that is one thing that, like, in Black Mirror, things are just a little off. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is all the characters respond in that way to the erotic dreams where they're like it's not weird to them that they get Mm -hmm. dreams put in their head but you gotta realize that like they're if if they were living that life that's how they would feel yeah uh a lot of times with the black mirror episodes they're kind of subtle with that Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like in the entire history of you how the people were like so weird about the girl not having the memory chip and you're like oh this was like it's sort of like how social media has rotted our brains. It kind of like makes you react to things differently if you had this technology in your life. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure if this was supposed to be some type of like grand comment on mil- the military itself or just a, his version of historical events or what but. i think that's the problem with it is it doesn't know what it wants to be it doesn't like what what are you trying to tell me what's the point you know yeah. like oh i agree with all this stuff that like war is bad and you shouldn't you know genocide is bad but like mm-hmm. do, we don't need a black mirror episode to tell us that you know yeah. um but did uh it, oh yeah brooker wrote this so mm-hmm. yeah, okay we'll get hit us with some trivia all right, so um, the title, and I think I got most of this from IMDb and Wikipedia, but the title, Men Against Fire, which, yeah, that title doesn't have anything, like, Mm-mm. doesn't... Not in the episode, Doesn't no. really tie in with the episode, but it, it comes from a book by an, a U.S. Army historian named S.L.A. Marshall. It, the book was called Men Against Fire, and... um. In it, Marshall claims that in World War II, fewer than 25% of soldiers in combat fired their weapons at the enemy. So that comes into Arquette's... Mm. Like, that's quoted by Arquette. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that. So I'm assuming Brooker read this book and then... It seems like he read this book and he just took that one thing and it was like, okay. All right, y'all. Sorry. I'm a mess over here. All right. Um, There's one point that... um, Hunter, the female mm-hmm. soldier, they're in a farmhouse and they have captured the person who was holding the roaches, like protecting the roaches. And she's like antagonizing him with this song. Mm-hmm. She sings a song and it's um, it's called Anyone Who Knows What Love Is Will Understand. But interesting enough, this song is in more than one mm-hmm. Black Mirror episode. Yeah. So. It's a big part of the White Christmas episode. It is in White Christmas. Um, and then it's also in five, 15 Million Merits, which is the one where um, it's like the pop song competition. Yeah, that one's season one. That's yeah. a very long one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, interesting. Hmm, so yeah. It pops up in several places. Um, this I thought was interesting, too. Apparently, there's an Outer Limits episode, which is... Outer Limits not an anthology series, mm-hmm. though, is yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, it's it it's similar to the Twilight Zone in a lot of ways, but more about like monsters of the week. Well, I think. So. let's put it on our list. Yeah, it's good. But apparently, this plot bears a strong resemblance to a season four episode three um, of Outer Limits, and in that, a squad of soldiers are fighting bug-like monsters, and they discover that the monsters are actually humans 
and okay. the special drug makes them oh. look like. Well, I wonder um, if he got it from that or if yeah. he, that's just a coincidence. So, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense that no one, well, most people would find it hard to kill a human being. Yeah. I can kill a, a roach. So. Yeah. Um. Talk going kind of tying back in with the political side of things. We have exited good old Donald Trump, um, and the executive producer Annabelle Jones and and the man who played Arquette both compared this episode to what they saw as rising xenophobia in mm. Europe and America. And keep in mind, this was 2016, so mm-hmm. this was right at the beginning of Trump's. You know, Trump's inauguration. Mm-hmm. You know, it was October, so it was his first year in office. Yeah, so yeah, well, he took the took office in 2017, right? right so he was elected I mean, in 2016. So, so this is his campaign. Like, yeah, and, and then you know Brexit coverage too. So, yeah, um, right. and now we're hopefully going to battle against that type of thing. But yeah, hopefully so. Um, I don't know. Anyway, well, that was my trivia. Okay. Well, I guess we need to rank this episode. So, what is your what is your rating? All right, let's look. I went back through. So last week, <clears throat> I was a nine, and you were a ten. Um, overall, I don't I don't think this is a bad episode. I don't think it's low quality. I don't think it's a terrible plot. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not my favorite, but it's still done well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna give it a six. Uh, wow. I'm going to give it a three, I think, mm-hmm. which is not, it's not offensive or anything. It's just kind of blah yeah. to me. Uh, I was ready for it to be. Over. I, I feel like it, if this was half the length, it would have been good. I think I would have like enjoyed it more if it was mm-hmm. half the, t- I feel like it just wasted a lot of time. Yeah. It spun its wheels a lot. Like it's like, okay, we see what you're doing here. Just get it, get it over with. Uh, the acting was really good in it though. And the special effects were good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a three. That might be a little low, but. Um, you are all over the place with your ratings. Yeah, well, you're like just, two to ten, and I tend to be like higher than that. In context, I rated like the Greeble and Thanksgiving from Amazing Stories at a seven. So I guess. Mm, yeah. But you're, also, the Greeble was one where I was like, I mean, it's still it's good. I just don't care for it. But it's I don't think I can put it lower than a five because. I didn't think that the plot was done terribly. I didn't hate the actors. I didn't hate the storyline. It wasn't like... Yeah. I think the Greeble's way better than this, but we're not comparing them to each other really directly. So it's like... I just... I think that the Greeble... The good thing about that is it doesn't overstay its welcome. It just... That's... This episode feels like the hour-long episodes of The Twilight Zone where they just padded everything out and it wasn't as good, you know? But... Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that maybe should have been a full-length feature. Like... If you really wanted to delve into mm. this company and like feels very children of many, like mm-hmm. it could, it has the potential to be a full length film and, and really dive into some of these things. Mm, right. But it, yeah, it has but to it's be vague on so much. Long. That, yeah. It, the, it, you know, it needed to either be shorter or the or longer, much longer film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So it's fine. You should watch it. It's uh, not, not the worst thing in the world, but Yeah. I mean, you won't walk away from it feeling like, well, I didn't walk away from it feeling like I wasted an hour. But. No. 
but I was halfway through ready for it to get over with. <laughs> All right, so you're picking the next week's episode. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell our lovely listeners. So next week's episode is going to be from uh, season four, which is the second of the Netflix seasons, right? Yes. There was two original mm-hmm. seasons and then two Netflix seasons. Uh, season four, episode three, it's called Crocodile, and it's sort of like a spiritual sequel to the entire history of you, in a way. Um, How funny! Because some of the same themes appear. Because I, I kind of wanted to do it in this batch of episodes just to see how we can compare some of the. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of goes into some more of the. Um, the grain. The yeah, Technology. the potential um, consequences of the grain. Thing, so, so interesting. I thought it was funny that I picked this episode and those the technology is so <clears throat> similar to the grain. And I didn't even know that that was the technology that was in this episode. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to have the ability to like um, compare three different episodes with mm-hmm. similar technology. So, yep. So we've looked at it in the, like the private sector with the military and now, um, with like uh, the civilian population mm-hmm. as well, and so I think we're going to revisit what the repercussions of both kind of things are. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, tune in next time for our next episode. It's be Crocodile, which is season four, episode three of Black Mirror. Obviously available on Netflix. Yep. All right. Well, we have um, we have a Twitter DOI podcast. Check it out. It has one post on it i'm getting so good at this um we're also available at dimensions of imagination at gmail.com nice and long um yeah um, promise to take allergy medicine next week so i don't <laughs> sound like this sorry okay. guys um yeah so check us out on all of those platforms tell your friends about us we have two more black mirror episodes to do before we move on to another um anthology two more? series yeah, yeah i guess just two more and then we'll we'll move on to the next anthology series after that so thanks for listening and uh we're out bye